This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Yeah, I'm your host, Jason Glick. Jason, what do you got on tap for us today? Well, tonight I've got a series by like, a creator who I, I've talked about many times before on the ser- on our podcast and on, on the blog as well, and that is Donnie Cates. It's like the man who like um broken like has a big break with with um got with God Country along with um his art artist buddy Jeff Shaw and then they both um parlayed that success onto a another like Marvel series that you know like like that shot him into the big time on um, Thanos like with this with the, like his final arc on that series Thanos wins it's like and then from there he just kept getting bigger and bigger you know from his you know create create own stuff like on um. Redneck at um Marvel Kirkman's um Skybound imprint to specifically Venom at Marvel, which you know like should have like you know kept like shooting him even further and further into the big time, but unfortunately it's like he's had some like family issues like in the past year that caused him to drop off both um Hulk and um Thor after like really solid starts to those runs. So on one hand it's like you know like I really feel bad for him that you know like that he's that he's kind of hit this like career hiccup at the same time. But he's also, um, you know, can, but yeah, you know, I, I, that he's like shown enough talent that, you know, like I, I want to see him like, you know, get back, get back in the saddle and then, you know, continue to deliver, you know, quality, like, um, quality runs from here on out. Cause apparently, like, even though he's got his, like, you know, his new series on Vanish with him, right, with his Venom buddy, Ryan Stegman, going on at um, Image right now, he's apparently got some, you know, secret Marvel project like, like I'm lined up that is, you know, not going to be announced right now, but hopefully will be coming in the future. But right now I'm talking about a series that, you know, came out around like the time when he was just blowing up um, with a publisher um, that is also blowing up for completely different reasons. This is um, his series, Baby Teeth, about a series that he did with um, artist um, um, Jerry, it's like um, Gary, uh, Gary Brown, um, like about a 16 year old girl who winds up giving birth to the Antichrist. But... Before I um, go into about that, I need to talk about its publisher, um, Aftershock Comics. They are a publisher who um, came up, who were founded in um, it's like 2015 by um, established um, comics creators and editors, um, Joe Pruett and um, Mike Mike Martz. It's like they were like you know obviously you know like focused on like you know like producing comics and all. It's like like why would you get into a comics publishing um, like business if you weren't? Unless you were just like also trying to like you know like publish publish comics in order to like you know attract the, the attention of like you know bit like um Hollywood guys in order to uh, you know like like option your stuff and you know make money that way. I'm not saying that's what um, Aftershock was all about, but I'm definitely think that it's kind of they definitely had an eye towards that. But they uh, they published like a number of series that you know I read. You know, well mainly from Garth Ennis because. Because he also, because he wrote a number of series for, for them. See, uh, his Tuskegee Airman War comic, uh, Dreaming Eagles, his horror series, uh, Walk Walk Through Hell, and his like you know James Bond parody series with um, um, Jimmy's Bastards. All of which were fine. I mean, Dreaming Eagles more fine than either the other two series I mentioned. And also he did the uh, like um like. Like the Burma War comic on the Lion and the Eagle, which I just finished reading this week, and we'll be writing about, um, like event eventually. It's like, but, but also it's like you know, Aftershock was home to, um, it's like to um to Kate's um series, like on on Baby Teeth, and you know this is a series that you know hey you know like, he's, he's a creator I like, so why didn't I buy beforehand? And that's just because 
well, like it didn't quite get the same level of buzz that there's other projects do that. Yeah, you know, I think it means it's like Kimi Wan being like the forgotten series that he did. And uh, well, the reason you're hearing about it now is because uh, Aftershock filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy um, back at the end of, end of last year. And while they're still putting out comics, it's more of an um, issue of managing their backlist more than anything else, like putting out um, variant covers um, from previously published comics and also just, you know, like new collected editions of, of previous comics. They they aren't they don't have any new comics on the slate for the future. So it's possible that, you know, that, you know, everything they publish right now could be just what they're doing. Like that could be it. Like no more, like no more aftershock comic, no more new aftershock comics for the future. I mean, I'd love to be wrong about this, but you know, when it comes to uh, you know American comic book publishers going out of business, you know, when you rack up the uh, level of um, like unpaid creators that aftershock has at this point, yeah, it's like you kind of think like the writing's on the wall at this point. So, like, I I realized that okay, it's basically time to get um, some to buy baby teeth, like all four volumes of it, even though it's like there are, you know, two hardcover collections of it, and also a omnibus edition um, planned um, for later this year. Here's the thing, though. If you um, were to, like, buy all four volumes at cover price, they'd still be cheaper than the uh, hardcover, like, the two hardcover editions, and the omnibus edition as well. So, even if, like, you do get those, like, um, hardcover two like those two hardcover editions, or like the big omnibus edition, you're maybe like you know paying like a premium for it with anything else. So that's that's basically why I wanted to do Baby Teeth right now. While you know the prices for like each each of these four volumes are still you know at cover price, it's like and I didn't have to pay pay through the like um I didn't have to like sacrifice my my left nut in order to pay for them. But that being said, you know like. Was it actually worth paying cover price for these four volumes? Yeah, spoiler warning, it totally was. This is actually like a like a really fun series that you know it takes its like you know premise. You know, what if a 16-year-old girl you know gave birth to the to the Antichrist and goes to some like you know fun, interesting places with it? Because the uh 16-year-old girl in question is um is um her name is Sadie Ritter, and we're int- introduced to her, you know, like leaving a uh, cell phone message for her son. Who is the Antichrist? Um, like in like in Palestine, like because we're starting like you know in media res, we're starting like you know in the future before things flash back to like to like to the birth birth of her to the birth of her kid. It's like and like in her, in her dealing with all the fallout that happens, because you know it's like yeah, it's like even even as she gives gives birth, like her contractions you know cause cause um earthquakes on the richter scale it's like and as her her uh when when her when her uh, water bursts it's like you know like it's not water it's actually blood it's like and then she's got and when she um when when she actually like you know like tries to like you know push her like son into like life it causes her to die and maybe go to hell where she like has a almost close encounter with with her son's dad so you think all this like all this crazy, like, you know, like, um, fantasy, um, religious stuff, like, you know, what's the hook here? Well, the hook here is actually the same thing that, um, Kate's is like, that is like, I'm um, deared a lot of what Kate's has done to me. It's like over the course of, of course, the years. that's his, 
it's like if so he's really good at grounding stuff in like in it's like in, in like believable human emotions and interactions i mean yes sadie is giving birth to the antichrist but here's the thing she's got it's like a a badass um drug dealing um like big sister like who who loves her heather who is just like you know willing to you know it's like you know beat up the um like the guys who are it's like who are hassling her without like without a second thought and like and like they drive her to the hospital like once like once once her water bursts it's like without like without any questions oh and then there's her dad who's also a um airplane pilot um it's like his name's James Michael, it's like, and he's and he's like really you know understanding dead because like you know he you know is hit in the dark about her pregnancy. It's like he's he's just really like you know kind and understanding about you know the situation that she she's gone through. Like he's not he's not gonna like say like oh why didn't you tell me about my son my grand my grandson? No, he's just saying you know hey, it's like you know like I Mirfius for Sadie. What can what can I do? It's like he's he's a good guy and. Probably the one of like the like the best defining series moments of the series early on is when uh Sadie is trying to get um her son Clark, you know, we I mean she she lies in a second to tell him, Yes, yes, dad, he's named after our great granddad. When she actually's in her in her mind is like saying, No, he's actually named for Superman. Like when um she's trying to get him to latch in terms of breastfeeding, and when he finally does, like he bites. Bites so there's blood because you know, he's Antichrist. He needs blood in order to live. Because you know, I mean, that's like, why does Antichrist need blood in order to live? And it's like, come on, man, he's the Antichrist. It's like, yet yeah, you have to like accept that kind of thing, and if you're going to get through this series. But when um, but when Sadie uh, you realizes that oh, he's got to have my blood in order to live. It's like, and I uh, and and her dad finds out about this because you know she's still living in in his home and all. Like he's just kind of like, see, this is this is insane. Like, and but he's not just kind of like he's not gonna like say, like, my God, it's like you're crazy, girl, get out. It's like no, he's really just deeply concerned for his daughter, and that's that that that's really endearing. And all like you know, yeah, like he he just wants to like help his daughter, even though he realizes like you know maybe she's having some kind of like really some big psychotic break, like over like you know becoming becoming a mother. And I like that because you know it goes against convention. Like you, you don't like you'd think that like the dad would just like you know freak out about this, but no, like um, her dad Michael is just like a really understanding guy about about everything. He just wants to help his daughter, and that's that holds through over like throughout the, the entire series twenty issue run. In fact, you know, like the series does is really good about just you know like just like hoping for the best about you know the characters closest to Sadie. And it's also probably worth mentioning that um Kate that I well I couldn't find like the specific like evidence of this. I remember hearing somewhere that you know Kate's wrote this as a tribute to his mother, which you know it's like hey this is this is really cool and all. Especially it's like you know if you want to like you know just assume that you know Sadie is um Kate's mom and Clark is Kate's himself, which leads to some like pretty funny like self aggronizing stuff, you know, when you get to the end of the series. But you know, like the first volume is all about just you know, introducing you to the characters. You know, just like like Sadie and her, just you know, what am I gonna do in this situation? Michael and his like, you know, I'm here from you, girl. It's like even as you're what you're doing is like kind of like insane. And Heather is like, you know, I'm here to like you know, here to fuck anyone up who's like you know to get in your way, get in my sister's way. It's like and that's and he's kind of like 
these kind of characterizations like bear themselves out over the course of the series as we encounter like lots of different crazy stuff because in volume two well we get to meet um sadie's mom who it turns out is part of a satan worshiping cult that um is based upon the idea that you know they're all descended from a uh from a girl that um that a that a uh, cult back in the uh, biblical times that you know wanted to sacrifice to Satan, but you know by burning her alive, but instead of like actually dying, the girl was like you know gifted with the with like with a kid. So and they're saying, oh, this is Satan's kid. So obviously Satan wants us to like you know propagate like his his spawn upon the land, and so so there you go. That's that's where um Sadie, Sadie's mom's comes from. She's kind of the he's a real character as is um her other son um who is a um honest god warlock and um is also just you know dedicated dedicated to her well-being as well oh and there's also a uh it's like a secret um government cabal um known as the silhouette which is dedicated to trying to you know oh like i got like um i got or or orchestrate or take over the uh like the Antichrist, and just find a way to, like, you know, how can we manipulate, like, the son of Satan in order to be, you know, our thing, like, our benefit on, like, on, on this earth. And there's, and, it, and for, like, um, dedicated um, Kate's fans, there's also, like, a um, blinking miss it nod to um, the ghost fleet. It's, like, in there as well, which is cute. It's, like, and, it's, like, and, like, you know, like, there's all this, like, you know, big over-the-top action that, you know, that ensues in Volume 2 as the, uh, as as a member of the silhouette goes like um goes rogue and um decides to try and like um take matters into his own hands in terms of, like you know what happens to the appearance uh, of the antichrist because he's apparently had some encounters with them like early on like earlier in like before the series started and then you get to um then you get to the third volume when um like every when like the silhouette business is over with but you know Sadie is finds herself separated from from her son Clark, and also her, it's like her sister Heather. Oh, and also the demon, fire breathing demon Tanuki, um, that they encounter, like as well. I mean, yeah, I say Tanuki, you can just say rac raccoon, and it's like and be and it can be done with it. But you know, like that's when Volume Three is when we actually get to, uh, um, get to meet up with um with Clark's dad, Satan. And find out just you know what his stake in the whole thing is, and you know while it's well, I think that you know Kate's has some good ideas about you know how Satan is meant to be portrayed in fiction. I didn't really like how the uh, how there's like a lot of like big bait and switching going on in the next last chapter. I think that the uh, the fiction that um, Satan illustrates is arguably more interesting than the reality that he that he portrays. Now. He does find like a uh, nice way to spin this in the final, in the final, vo final volume. But I kind of would have liked to have seen, seen how you know how things dealt with the fact that with with um, if things had turned out that you know the the stuff the devil was saying in volume three was actually true. And um, there you go. Um, volume four does wrap everything up pr pretty nicely. Um, like it does have you know maybe not like a full-on uh, version of like, you know, oh, we got to wrap this up now. But um, like it does, you know, like I cover a lot of time in a very, like in a very small space. Cause like each issue is five, 
each um, collection is five issues, and um, there's a lot of ground being covered in that in this final issue that um, is mainly dedicated to showing you how um, CD was a, a good mom. It's like overall, and yeah, it's like I, I think by the end of this, I can believe that. And so all the effort the series, all the hoops the series jumps through in order to convince you of that in the final volume, it's worth it. In addition to the fact that you know Heather was definitely like a the most badass of big sisters as well. It's like it's yeah, it's like it it it's violent, ridiculous, over the top, but it's good fun and it's grounded in um again believable human emotions, as is like you know the best of Kate Kate's work. Um if there's any uh issues that I have with the series, you know, I mean Gary Brown's work, I mean it's solid. I mean it, I guess you could say like his, his like his um he, he's not really like a big like you know I'm gonna like draw everything like on the page like a big like you know I'm gonna like you know like invest everything with like you know in, intricate levels of detail. Like he's kind of like a good I guess you say vertigo artist in the sense that you know he's more con concerned with you know like conveying like emotion and like conveying the like the the essentials of the story that's being told, and like that's that's good. But when it comes to uh, big epic set pieces like when you're asked to see like oh this is what it looks like when like the forces of hell are coming for sadie and her family or when it looks like when when hell is advancing on earth you know it's like he's not so good with that he hits his stuff is more like impressionistic like in that that regards and um i think that you know like like that um maybe like some of the stuff in uh series i've seen before like say um was it black black road and um at the massive like he wasn't doing like like a book every month like in that series it's like so it's like maybe he like he had more time to focus his efforts like on the on those titles he didn't quite have that that um luxury of time on baby teeth looking at it because like he just did every it's like every issue of this 20 issue series so like it's, it's like the art, you know, it's it's fine, but at the same time, you know, it's you gotta appreciate it for being more impressionistic than just just you know, like you know, flat out flashy or de detailed. But it's good. And overall, it's like the series is I think mean, it is like, like, like the most like you know like striking of like works I've read from Kate's. I mean like, like uh God Country still is that like you know textbook example of how you nail um like you know like like big fantasy ideas to just, you know, grounded, um, relatable storytelling. Thanos wins is just like that whole, that whole big superhero thing of like where every, like the, the stakes become bigger with and crazier with every issue. And Venom is that, you know, miracle superhero title where it's like, you know, it starts off with like a hero who, like, who starts with nothing and then is slowly built back up, like with each, the, each successive arc even if it looks like, you know, that's not what's happening, but it actually is. So Baby Teeth, you know, isn't, you know, it's like, probably suffers something like that. It's not, it's not like, like the distinctive hook that um, like other Kate series have, but for a series that, you know, like is about, you know, hey, what, let me tell you about a story about, you know, a 16-year-old uh, girl who gives birth to the Antichrist and how her family supports her, like through all the, through this like impossible you know, fantastical affair, it's actually really good. And you know what? Like, I do think it's worth picking up. I mean, sure, you can roll the dice, you know, like if you want to, like, you know, 
get the uh, hardcover editions or the on that's coming out. But, you know, if you can get the uh, um, four hard, softcover volumes that are out right now, I think they're, it's like they're, they're definitely, they're definitely worth it. And, um, well, it's like, as for like other Aftershock stuff, well, I don't know, it's like Dreaming Eagles from Garth Ennis and Lion and the Eagle were, were pretty good. Oh, and also um, Out of the Blue, which is fine, but you know, that's his, uh, it's his war comic stuff, and that's kind of like, you know, hey, he's, that's kind of like the most consistent stuff he's doing these days, but I'm digressing. Baby Teeth, worth getting before it disappears. And there you go. All right. Well, um, sounds like you did like this one. I did. It's like, it's, it, it's another runner of like what I like from, from Kate's and I'll, well, I'll continue, I'm continuing to read what he does. Even if like, you know, Vanish, the first one I Vanish wasn't quite on the same level, but I'm also like deeply interested in like, you know, whatever he's got cooking, like at Marvel in the future. All right. Well, what do you have cooking for the next time? <laughs> Speaking of cooking. I'm not sure, but I'm sure it'll be something in two weeks because it's that's how things roll around here. It will be something good. All right. Well, tune in for the next podcast and we'll catch you next time on Comic Picks by the Glick. All right. Laters.